0: as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. Welcome everybody to another unapologetically bold I'm not sorry for and I'm pumped today because I have one of my good friends, Kevin On. Tell what? us a little bit about yourself and then I want to tell people a little bit about how I know you.
1: Oh wow. So Emily, uh <laughs> when the way I, I've tell people, I've had a lot of titles, you know, big, fancy sounding titles through the years. The titles that mean the most to me at this point in life are husband, father, papa, friend, um, believer, mm-hmm. believer in belonging, and <sighs> uh, gratitude guide. That That's a new one. I I, I wouldn't have called myself that a few years ago. Other people started, I, I had a client ask me this year, would you do a webinar for us? I'm like, sure. What would you want to do it on? Well, of course, gratitude. I'm like, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's, uh, those are so you. So anybody that is listening to this, if, if you don't get a hint at how amazing this man is by just asking him that question out there, you you're missing a lot because you are more than what you do. You are a person that cares for people. So I describe you as a connector, Mm -hmm. as somebody that cares, somebody that loves for people. You are a servant leader Mm -hmm. and you're awesome just on top of it all. so. Oh, thank you, Emily.
1: You know, I I was in a conversation with a group last week and we were doing different exercises and they were, what's your superpower? And people were describing different things. And maybe it's because I've just done a little more work around this, but you used a word and I'm like, you know, truly, I mean, people can say, oh, you're a great facilitator, and I love facilitating. But when I peel back the onion, at the core of that onion, I believe my superpower is a word you used, care. Mm-hmm. I genuinely care for people. And you can't fake that, right? Mm-hmm. So that care uh, invites me. It, it compels me to do all kinds of things, connect. I love connecting with people. But Why? Because I care about Mm. people. And yeah, it's just, so yeah, I do care.
0: (laughs) It's so you, and I'm so excited. And I think that also transitions very well into what this show is called, Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. And so yes, in the aspect of caring, sometimes we feel like, oh, we can't say some things. Or we may need to be people pleasing. But I think this one that you are going to be talking about today is very, very important. So my question for you is, what are you not sorry for? (laughs) Emily,
1: I'm not, I am not sorry for always starting a question with what are you grateful for? And always encouraging gratitude, even in the most difficult year ever for people to be grateful.
0: Oh, that is so powerful and it's so needed. And I that's the one thing I want to go into because I love the science behind it, but you do it just, it, it was just <laughs> naturally for you. It literally is. It's like, it, it wasn't, well, I feel, I guess, Okay. So let's go to, let's start with that. When did you first, when, when was your first time like, hmm, I need to try this gratitude thing out?
1: Well, you know, I used to think it was fluffy and and I, I guess for me, I really go back to a three years ago when, when gratitude got real for me or gratitude got serious. I was raised like you raised in the South and had drilled into me um, two sets of two words that you're always supposed to say as a child, right? You know what those are. Somebody does something for you. And what are you supposed to say? What do you say? What do you say? Thank you. Thank you. And and then somebody, and, and then, you know, what, what do you respond to that with? You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I remember as a kid, my mom, we we were going over to stay with some friends. My mom and dad had to go out of town. I think it was just for the day. We were over at the Richardson's house, and my mom just drilled into me, "Be remember your manners. Remember your manners." Miss Richardson f- fixed lunch that day, and in the South, we fix lunch. Okay, I know in other parts of the world you don't fix meals, but in the South, you fix lunch uh, and serve me a sandwich. And I looked at her, and I'm remembering this. I looked at her, and I said, "You're welcome." And she goes. Thank you, man. Thank you, And I'm like, "Oh, you know whatever, but that was drilled in me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And three years ago, a little over three years ago, we were hosting this what we called the extraordinary experiment, ninety mm-hmm. days, thirteen weeks uh. Mm-hmm. Inviting people to think, do these little bitty experiments that might just to see will it allow you to experience more extraordinary in life if you do these ordinary things with a little extra focus, fervor, and flair. I don't think I was quite using those words. I I think I was using energy, intention, at that time. But since then, I've realized it's focus, fervor, and flair. And we got this one week. We were going to do gratitude, and it was the first time in my life that I really pondered the question. Is there a difference between being thankful and being grateful? And and Emily, that's what launched me on this journey towards gratitude. And it just kept me going on that. But it was the first time, because I, I kind of thought they were synonyms. I think most people would say, oh yeah, it's synonyms. Now, you may say, gosh, I well, so last Wednesday, a week ago, I was up early. I'm always up early. That morning... I was drawn to etymology. Where does the word grateful come from? And and it comes from the word gratis, which means to give thanks. But I found this little clip somewhere in the the threads of etymology that I was reading is talking about thankful means expressing thanks. Grateful often expresses the feeling and the readiness to manifest the feeling by acts, even a long time after the receipt of the favor and that that's when it really sunk in at a different deeper level like oh gratitude is thanksgiving that lingers longer
0: oh that's so good that's And it's so right, too, because you know me, I'm going to turn it back to my nerdiness and how the human body's design is that gratitude has always been called a secret weapon for me. And the reason why is that whenever you give gratitude, it actually releases oxytocin, which I call the loving grandmother of the body. And it's very interesting, too, that whenever you give gratitude, you get it just as much as whenever you receive it. It's that bonding, it's that connection, it's that care that we want with with our fellow humans. Yeah. It's love that I call that is patient, kind, honest, and understanding. And it's not boasting of ill will. What if we actually flip that script for a day or two and quit going to so much negative and pointing it out <laughs> and showing uh gratitude? What Jane, um, I love Miss Jane. she said, What what are you freshly? grateful for in one of our our meetings before and it's just like that's right it's what it's fresh what's real but it lingers on throughout the day so tell me about what are you freshly grateful for
1: oh today uh, so i'm freshly grateful for cold weather because you and i don't live that far apart and wow we had a cold snap yeah we had a (laughs) and and this morning I mean this is the first time this year or this season that I've worn a sweater so Mm -hmm. I love cold weather um
0: (laughs) you're not from Georgia come on now like I was born in Georgia
1: I wasn't born in Georgia I was born in (laughs) Ohio moved to Georgia when I was two but I love cold weather uh you know because for me here's the difference uh you you can layer on enough to get warm when it's hot, when it's hot and humid, there's just nothing to do, right? You're just, you're just laying there soaking in sweat here in the South. Uh, so that that's one thing. The other thing, you know, okay, here's something that just keeps lingering with me, Emily. I am I am incredibly grateful for. And I realized earlier today, I was talking to some friends about this. This may be my number one lesson of 2020. My number one lesson may be, I finally got to the place where I take imperfect action on inspired ideas and realize it's okay.
0: (sighs) That's powerful.
1: yeah, because what 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 I've done for so many years, Enneagram type one perfectionist, you know, you have this idea you want to do something and you, work, and you work and you work and you work to perfect, perfect, perfect with the belief, the the misaligned belief that you can actually perfect something. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I imperfect action is the only action I'm capable of taking. <laughs> You're human. Right. But there are times I used to, no, I can perfect this. So you wouldn't do it rather than getting it to 80% releasing it and then figuring out the rest. No thinking, you got to get it to 97, 98, 99% and never doing anything. So this year I've done more things that were in coupled with imperfect action. So I'm grateful for that. And then one more, we're talking about gratitude. You know, the other thing, I learned this. I started discovering this last year, but it's multiplied. Every time we do a gratitude challenge, we're starting one next week, another 10-day gratitude challenge. But every time I do it, you said something that triggered this thought. Gratitude is actually, physically, literally better experienced together with other people. So when you hear other people express gratitude or see them express gratitude, it multiplies and magnifies your gratitude. All of you, all of a sudden you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm grateful for that too. You know, and it's like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. And so gratitude really is better together.
0: Uh, and it's so good because what it makes me think of is because I'm not, I do it with my team, but I also do it with my family. We have CEO meetings and we've been doing, our CEO meetings is basically where the whole family comes together, me and my husband, and my two kids, and we talk about what are we grateful for? And we talk about things that suck, things that are good. And we, we just go into this whole rhythm. But since my kids have been little, we have, I asked them, what are three blessings in this moment? That's my prompt I've always said for gratitude. And I've done this. It's amazing to see this with my clients, even my large clients, Fortune 500. I sent out a text to everybody randomly throughout the month. And it says, what are three blessings in this moment? And at first it was like, people are like, oh, they're going to think this is religious because it says blessings. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's gratitude. And I gave the science behind why gratitude is a health story and a safety story. But all that to say is that has always been the number one top recommended thing that they loved. They loved that, that they could do that and they could express it. And then whenever we told people what people other with permission, of course, um, what people were grateful for. It's like, yes, it's just taking that moment um, of power during that time. But it's so cool with my kids, seeing them do it and how quicker you get with it. So gratitude is a muscle.
1: It is is a muscle. It is a muscle. You know, the other thing I I said, what am I not sorry for? Encourage, especially in a year when it's been easy for people to be Ingrateful, ungrateful, whichever way you choose to word mm-hmm. it, I was in a, a, a had some tough things happen, like we all have. This isn't a pity party. I'm just saying. In the middle of that, a good friend of mine introduced me to a quotation that has become my favorite quotation on gratitude. It comes uh-huh. from Ann Voskamp, uh, the writer, and Anne wrote, and, and so let, let's just let's just look at this. We, we this year has been a year where so many people have experienced so many bad things, and there's been a lot of regret over things. And there's so much uncertainty about the future. And, and you know, back in April and May, we thought that uncertainty would be gone by uh, September, October, November, and now tomorrow starts December. And the uncertainties only magnify. Well, Ann said mm-hmm. this, no amount of regret changes the past. No amount of anxiety changes the future. Any amount of gratitude changes the present. And and that's another reason that I'm apologetically bold about gratitude. Gratitude has the power to shift. So you watching us right now or listening to the recording, what Emily said, you know, cause I know there are people that go uh, right now, I, there aren't three things good in my life right now. I mean, really three, maybe one. I, I'd be hard pressed to come up with one. No, there are three things. You, you could probably come up with 13, 30, 300, right? Uh, but people go they're they're not three things okay you're still alive let's start there right you wow if you have the means to participate in this conversation it's live whether that's delayed you're listening to the broadcast of this that means you have technology that means you have access to the internet that all of these things that puts you probably in the top at least the top twenty percent of wealthy people on the planet, if not in the top ten. But you, you, you drive down the street and you look at the the neighborhood across the street and you go, "Oh, my life's so miserable." No, it's not. No, it's not. You got a long things.
0: I think that's the power of it too, and it reminds me. So I do this in all of my classes. I've been doing it for about four years, five years now. And I always tell this one story of whenever I'd done it. And I always ask people to get their phones out and, and put it for some random time in the future. And I had this lady do it. And it was, she said it for midnight. And I always tell people never said it for midnight if you don't. <laughs> but for her, it was it was the divine timing. It was the universe's timing, whatever you want to call it. It was the timing that she needed it because she had just received her divorce papers.
1: Wow. Mm.
0: And that popped up. Mm. And whenever wow. she she was at the, literal end of her rope that she did not know she could keep going. She sent me that email. She goes, thank you. She she thanked me. Um I'm like, I don't know how to receive this. She thanked me and then she said, I remember I have a good job. I have my kids and I have something to live for.
1: Yeah.
0: It may not be how I wanted it in life, but I am grateful yeah. for this moment. And that's so important because even the research that connects back to that is the longevity there's there's a lot of research between gratitude and longevity that is so unique and so cool and that's one of my favorites to look at is the nun study which is one of them and it looks at basically at their end of their life yeah the people that had more gratitude had more gracious writing from whenever they were 22 that they actually lived longer by 10 percent hmm. you know and we know that gratitude increases your life by 17 percent if you just improve it so it literally is a game changer
1: well and a life changer i think is what <laughs> yes. you just said. not just game changer it's life changing it is, it is life changing and, and yeah so how and and this is not this not to say bad things aren't happening there's plenty of bad things happening to people but even in the midst of that in our darkest moments in our darkest moments there's always something for mm-hmm. which we can be freshly grateful. So Jane, you mentioned Jane, Jane Adshead Grant is a Brit, you know, and she says this with her lovely British accent, but you know, what are you freshly grateful for? And that's something I love is, is helping people. So here was the other thing that kind of led me on this journey. I'd had a mentor years ago that had said, Before your feet hit the floor, when you're getting out of bed in the morning, think of three things to be grateful for. And so, Emily, I had done that for years. And maybe it's like after three years of doing that that I realized, okay, my whole list is about nine things that I cycle through, you know, the same three every couple of days. And then so I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my my business. Or I'm grateful, you know, and then somebody says, well, gosh, maybe you should be a little more specific with your gratitude. Okay, I'm grateful for my wife, Gwen. I'm grateful for our son, Jot. Okay, I mean, that, that was like the specificity of, grat- of gratitude. But then all of a sudden you start thinking, wow, I'm grateful for sight. I'm grateful for the gift of smell, the gift of taste, the gift of touch the gift of hearing the gift of speech you know and we start just going through and all of a sudden you you can make these really long lists now i want to ask you something i i don't know how much more time we have left but you know this is a gratitude question that doesn't really use the gratitude word in it but i'm wondering and you 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 joining us whenever it is you're joining us i'd love to finishing what is something you treasure more now towards the end of 2020 or into 2021, whenever it is you're catching this, what is something you treasure more now than you did at the beginning of this year?
0: That's so good. And I know for me, that's such a powerful question because it also has been around what I've been struggling on. And so, and it's that struggle with patience. Mm. and I'm blessed for my challenges which I have had my, I'm a person of faith and people that have listened to this, y'all know this, that me and God have had a lot of conversations. We've had, I've had a lot of yelling matches because I don't understand his plan and it doesn't match up to mine at times. But the I have so much gratitude for this season of patience that I'm in. Mm. It sucks. It doesn't make (laughs) it fun, but I'm still grateful for it because the learning process, because it's like, even today, I, I posted something about, Books, because I'm still I'm I'm just always in this this phase of learning. I want to learn something new every day, and it's like "Ah, my people. There -hmm. were so many people that commented on things, and it's like the kiss of death is to be the genius with ten thousand helpers. Instead, be the genius with ten thousand geniuses. And I think that epitomizes what is coming to life for me. So, I think that's a powerful question Mm -hmm. because it it makes it goes back to that freshly aspect of it. So, I want to reverse that back on you. What's Mm -hmm. yours?
1: So when, and I helped a friend craft this question for a meeting and then I was in the meeting and I hadn't really given it any thought. (laughs) And in that moment, and it's so funny because this, this response connected me to a new friend. She was also in the meeting, Kiva, my new friend, Kiva. I said this and I said, you know, of all the things I treasure more now, there's one, there's one. I treasure hugs. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: morning i know you're a hugger mm-hmm. right? and and i also treasure snuggles with our granddaughter right, mm-hmm. Emma. and we went months not being able to hug right because mm-hmm. and it's like wow and then it, there's also research I, I don't know it off the top of my head but research about the efficacy and the, the necessity of physical touch hugs we need hugs, right? And here we we've, we've been banned from hugging. So that's one of those things I realized, oh my gosh, I treasure hugs because you you used to just hug people every time you met them, especially in our family. We're a family of huggers. Gosh, mm-hmm. then you then you weren't able to hug. And I had a, a a friend who has we exchanged this message this morning. Um her daughter's having a, you know some really serious mental health issues. And, and I said, give her a hug for me. And she said, oh, I can't wait to hug her again. And I'm I'm thinking, I'm sorry, right now, oh, okay. So I'm going to say something politically incorrect for some people, right? Figure it out. Mm-hmm. There's some people dying for a hug right now. I mean, literally dying for a hug. And and figure out a way to, to give that person a hug. Because there are people dying because they've lost, you know, that that connection to people.
0: So- mm-hmm. And that's why actually me and one of my, well, my team, we've talked about this and we're actually doing an event coming up called adapting without snapping, Mm. because what we found too, is that our fear it's, and we know it's based off how the human is designed. Uh, Hugs actually released oxytocin, that loving grandmother, the thing that builds trust, that brings community, that brings the stuff that we need as humans literally have to have it, that there are going to be more people that die of mental health disparities then there will be of COVID yeah, because they can't. So yes, hugs. And if you can't handwritten notes are so, but the thing is, and for children too, if you have a child that's having a hissy fit, a 20 second hug, literally 20 seconds of holding will help them start to release that oxytocin, which actually reduces their cortisol, their anger and increases their safety and their serotonin. So those are some things that you can literally do that are practical. Yeah. Yeah. And, it means it means the world to people I really-
1: months ago seeing this family that had figured it out and they'd put the thing in their doorway where they had this you know places to put their arms through that were protected to to reach around grandmother grandfather all whatever in the child and they found a way to hug because mm-hmm. really so hugs are something i i just i took for granted mm. I took for granted and now I treasure so much more than, than I ever had before. And isn't
0: it irony, uh, ironic that comes with this, that 2020 is the year of vision or it, for 2020, is, uh, but it is, it's like the year of vision, the the year of clarity for me, it's really, yeah. again, it has sucked. I'm not going to take away the suckiness of it, um, especially being a hugger as Kevin knows, but the power to bring it back to gratitude. I've learned. The vision and the clarity that I've had of the need for what I call those oxytocin releases. We now call it the human connector because my team doesn't like my nerdiness. Um,
1: so, I but, love your nerdiness.
0: But some of those things, you know, those are so powerful, like our safety mm. and how we are literally designed and we are designed for gratitude. So Two part final question because okay. I really want you to talk about some of your new stuff that specifically some new awesome things that my listeners might could go by. Um, okay. but before that, somebody is apologizing. They're saying I'm sorry for always encouraging gratitude. What would you say to them? <laughs> Stop it. No. <laughs> no, no.
1: Well, why? Why why do you feel you need to apologize for being grateful? Uh, And I I would think the answer is, is that my being grateful magnifies somebody else feeling lack, Mm -hmm. you know, that, 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 okay, they're in scarcity. I'm in abundance. And I'd say, no, gratitude is the gateway to abundance. So help them find something to be grateful for, to shift the focus and to realize that They have a lot more than they think they do in this
0: moment. So So beautiful. Um, And second part, where can people find you? And what are you working on that I'm really excited about?
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Kevin Monroe. I I guess I was early enough that I got the original Kevin Monroe (laughs) on LinkedIn. Uh, You can find me online. You can find me at um, thisextraordinary.life. This extraordinary dot life uh, hosts a community and a podcast by that name, and uh, yeah, and gosh, you know what? I do this, Emily. You can WhatsApp me. You can call. You can text. Plus one, four zero four seven one three zero seven one three. It's probably best that you text first if you're going to call because I don't always take unknown callers. But that is my cell phone number, and I was inspired by Bob Goff to give out my number. So there's my number.
0: Awesome. And <laughs> you you have some cards that came out. Oh, so we did this. We, we, I host these gratitude challenges.
1: And Kat Hayes is the artist that joined us and created these beautiful prompts that are uh, uh, images that accompany our prompts. And we now have the gratitude challenge card deck. 54 images and prompts to uh, guide and grow your gratitude. And you go, go to gratitudegiftshop.com. Gratitudegiftshop.com. Order your cards. You can have them in time to give as Christmas gifts.
0: Yay! I'm so excited for it. Oh, thank thank you. you so much. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for being an amazing friend. Mm. And for all that listened, I hope you have an amazing